This is the Disciple Makers Podcast by Discipleship.org. Every week we will bring you content about making disciples. As an organization, we bring together other like-minded organizations who are focused on making disciples. Our goal is to help you become a Jesus-style disciple maker. And this podcast aims at doing just that. That's also why we host the National Disciple Making Forum every year. We know that it's life-on-life interactions with other disciples by the power of the Holy Spirit that produces change so we can all become more like Jesus. Make sure to register for the next National Disciple Making Forum at discipleship.org so you can get in person the kind of content you hear on this podcast. Go to discipleship.org to reserve your seat now. Today we're featuring an episode from Small Circle called Disciple Making Where You Live, Work, and Play, featuring Steve McCoy. Here's today's featured episode. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm going to start right on time. Good to see everyone here. Thanks for uh, being here early in the morning. I'm, uh, people have asked how you like Nashville. I'm from Florida. I liked it the first day. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my head was going to break. I'm like, is my head cracking? You know, to my one. Uh, but it's beautiful, and and I uh, appreciate you guys being here. Excited. We're gonna we're gonna fly today, so I want to pray with you. And uh, as we get going, thank you, Father, for um, entrusting us, Lord, with the treasure and the gift of disciple making. And I know God, after a full day at a conference, uh, there's so many uh, layers of things to think through and filter through. So we ask for clarity today, God, that you would just give us the, the uh, supernatural instinct that only the Holy Spirit can give to apply to each of us in our own local uh, settings, in our churches, our ministries, what you find that is important and will move the kingdom forward. Thank you, Father, for Jesus today. We, we just want to pause and thank you, God, for loving us so much uh, in such a way that was tangible and not just conceptual. And so we want our disciple-making to be just that. So, Father, we t- pray that you'll take these things in this next hour and uh, do exactly what you and only you can do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Uh, my name is Steve McCoy. I'm a pastor, uh, lead pastor in a church I planted in Sarasota, Florida, uh, about 13 years ago. Um, in the next session, I'm joined by uh, Gilbert Thurston. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Oh, please, I'll take it all I can. Uh, joined by Gilbert Thurston. He's also a lead pastor in Pennsylvania uh, and uh, at a church that he also planted called Exponential. So we come to you for, as pastors. And um, we, uh, this is, uh, I'm about 40 years in the ministry and this comes as a curated experience of um, coming to Christ in Boston as I was studying to be a concert pianist. And uh, God intercepted uh, those uh, plans and uh, replaced it with other great things. And uh, when I came to Christ, I, was, um, I didn't know any of the lingo. I was in my 20s, didn't know disciple making or any of the things that we so uh, easily uh, adapt and throw around. But um, I was discipled one-to-one. I, I lived in an apartment building. We had a very multi-ethnic church. The pastor was from India, um, and he invited me to live in his apartment uh, flats, and I did, and he invited me up once a week 
uh, and um, had dinner with he and his wife, his two little kids, and uh, then we would go on the study together, and it was not only the things I learned, but it was a safe place for me relationally. So it was the place that I could say, man, I'm trying to pray, and I am stuck. I'm After two minutes, I shut down. I don't know what to say after that. Um, I've, I've blessed every state in the United States. I've blessed all the animals in the animal kingdom, and I'm out. So I don't know what to do after that. Uh, I'm trying to read the Bible. It's a bit overwhelming. Um, I sinned this week, and I didn't think that happened as a new believer. And so it was just a safe place. I assumed that you guys were like AA. You sign up, you get a sponsor. I, I just made that assumption. So when I went from there to a different school and there from there to a different school and different places in the country, it became a shock for me that that David, Jonathan, Paul, Timothy relationship was not intentionally part of the operating system of the church. So um, when we planted the church 13 years ago, I wanted to experiment. Could we have a church culture? That are a church that the culture was surrounded by one-to-one discipleship, in addition to groups. So we never say that uh, this is in in substitution for groups, and uh, discipleships can certainly happen in groups. We just say things happen differently at a table for two. So when you look at the typical church culture, uh, we have big circle, mid circle, small circle. Uh, big circle worship services of some kind. We typically all have that. Uh, and the groups of some kind, Bible studies, small groups, adult Sunday school. And uh, in my travels around the many places around the world, I say, is this the operating system in which you are, are working within? And I would say 98% uh, would say, yes, that's how we operate. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. We do it the same. We have a worship service. We have 30, 35 groups or so in our church, and so uh, we, we, we operate. So I believe that there's something beautifully distinct in, in each of these groups, um, and, uh, but there is something amazing that happens when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, when he's talking to Martha, when he's talking to Peter, will you love me more than these? Uh, when he's at a table for two with Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus walks out the house a different man than he walked in. And so when you look at those customized relationships, they're, they're very important. What we've discovered is that within a group, um, they're, they're even in the most transparent groups. I'm in a men's group. We've been together six years or so. We pride ourselves on being transparent with one another. I say uh, I don't believe that because I've experienced discipling that guy and discipling that guy and discipling that guy. And these conversations that happen here at a table for two never come up in the group. Never come up in the group. So this is not like, hey, throw the group ministry out the door because I think there's, you know, Jesus had a group ministry and he discipled through groups. So they're important. As we would say, worship is important. But quite often, too often, I would say that we overlook this at an intentional level. Uh, everybody's got the Yoda in their church. I have a few. That means they're, they're seasoned and they just naturally disciple. They have a gift of it. That is not a culture. So in order to create a culture... There has to be everyday people. Soccer mom, Sally, truck driver, Ted. They've got to be in the mix. I sat last night with Gilbert. 
Gilbert has used our tools. We met three years ago. He, um, he discipled a couple of guys one on one separate times. Uh, one's a train engineer, one's a truck driver. We had dinner with him last night. For me, it's exhilarating. Exhilarating. Everyday people in the everyday world. There's not leaders, they're not, you know, uh, seminary trained or Bible college trained. They're every, and so we had a third guy with us last night, a fourth guy, um, and uh, he's one of the guys that one of these guys is discipling one of the guys that he discipled. And so in our particular culture, uh, we have a church of about 700, 750 or so. Uh, that means about 500 adults, you know, something in that range. We have about 130, 140 people in one-to-one discipleship. The youngest is 16, uh, disciple. The oldest is 91, happens to be my mom. <laughs> She's on her third disciple. Um, how do we do this? So um, I am a firm believer that one of the primary responsibilities of a leader is found in Ephesians 4, 11, 12, that we are to equip the God's people, saints, uh, for the work of the ministry, whatever that ministry is. So if you say, hey, we're going to reach the homeless, okay, we better equip them rather than say, hey, go, down, go downtown and or wherever it is and do your thing. So in the, in the work of discipleship, I believe that we equip people. Um, and they, when you equip people, that means they need equipment, not, not rocket science. So small circle is an attempt to equip people, to put some things, some real tools in everyday people's hands that do not have to be shallow. <coughs> Show of hands, how many people are burned out on shallow? <laughs> right? <laughs> does not have to be shallow, but it can be accessible without being shallow. And that's a really, really key point. So we, over the yesterday, over the course of uh, the, our time together, we have shown some of our tools. Uh, I'm a pastor. We are a church. We, have, we, get, we made a fundamental decision about six years ago, no profit for these. We want to equip the church. We recognize that 80% plus of churches in the U.S. are 150 people or less, that then, and their budget is going to reflect that. So our, you can buy the books at cost. We don't get anything. We don't even handle the money. Or I'll give you links where you can download the PDFs free. Uh, we're just about to put some uh, capacity for you to put your church name on there if you, if you prefer. In addition to that, we have a mobile app. Uh, it's a free mobile app. You can download it in the Apple and the Google Store, and that's what we're talking about today. Um, so let me just give you, and we'll give you some written material, but just for the sake of the audio, uh, smallcircle.com is the website, um, smallcircle.com forward slash tools is where you'll find the uh, PDFs. Uh, we're putting, uh, so you'll find English there currently, um, but we are in about 22 languages now, um, and we'll begin to put the PDFs up for that. If you have <clears throat> a multilingual setting or a mission, mission, uh, uh, international mission opportunity. If you go to the uh, Google or Apple store, you just simply search for small circle, one word. That's the word circle. Okay. Um, and then in addition to this, um, you, you can go to smallcircle.io. 
and this is the web um, uh, web app. And the reason I say that, I'm gonna I'm gonna demonstrate off the web app. It is identical to the um, to the mobile app. And the nice thing is that on the web app, you can use your tablet, your laptop, your desktop. You can do all your work on there, and it connects right to your phone to, with the cloud. So when you're discipling, um, then you just show up with your phone. You've got all the information. We will cover most of the mobile app in the next session, but I'm, we're going to cover one of the tools. If you can look on the screen there, you'll see the three tools under small circle. Next, for brand-new believers, Exchange is kind of the flagship uh, tool. It takes about a year and three months to go through that intentionally because we're not, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I, it's hard for me. I'm not being critical. It's hard for me to wrap my head around discipleship weekends um, because, you know, it just takes time to, to break through to what I call chisel down the wall that Adam hid behind and we're still hiders. And so it takes time. So we, we take that. Today, we're going to look at Mix. Um, Mix is a tool that is kind of is a complementary tool to the next, uh, those other tools. I liken it to a chocolate box. You don't have to go in any sequential order. Uh, you can just kind of pick and choose. Yeah, we got a couple seats uh, up here. Come on in. Good morning. Good to see you. Um, and so we'll, we will take a look at that. So I want to draw our attention, if you have a Bible or maybe a, an app on your device, to the, let's go to the Great Commission that we're quite familiar with, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. There's so much in, in this one passage, as, as we all know, and there's probably, it's just like a diamond. You can turn it in many different angles and see many different beautiful things. But there is a, there's kind of a truth and obedience. That's kind of what the focus has been in our a couple of our main sessions. But then there's this relational piece that's happening here. And so uh, when you see that, you know, Jesus says, go, into, uh, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. It's an obedience thing uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teaching them, it's a learning thing to obey everything I've commanded. And I am with you. It's a relational thing. So we understand that. Um, that um, that discipleship is a relational thing, and it is both a relational and a learning thing. So, if it's only academic, then it becomes you know uh, dry and and non-relational. If it's only a relational thing, in my opinion, there are things that don't get learned. And so, as we're going through with our disciples, we want something practical for them. So um, this tool um, is based out of uh, the book Discipleship uh, that Bobby Harrington and Jim Putman wrote. Um, it is, in my opinion, one of the best books. On, if you're in a, a church uh, setting where you're like, man, we really got to turn this boat and begin to think, start to think about discipleship in our church, it's a great book just to help your, your church family move to a different mindset. In that book, Jim and Bobby wrote about four different relational cycles. So I, I kind of want to do a little, um, kind of a little interaction stuff with you today. So um, if you were to say, um, if you were to think about uh, the relationships that a Christian has, uh, and you think in just in general terms. Uh, so what would the what would the relationships be that a Christian has with, with who? Other church people. Good, other church people. So let's call that church. Family. 
Good. So, family, what's happening at home? Good. Work. 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 So let's call this. Uh, let's call this. Uh, and let's assume they're. Let's put other believers at work under church. They, so we'll we'll think of this as believers, and then we'll say work. Let's put the world. That's where you. That's where you do your thing, right? You work. You go to the gym. Blah blah blah. These are. Let's say these are unbelievers, right? Who else? Neighborhood. Neighborhood. Yep. So we'll we'll say that's the world. Good friends could be both of these, right? Yeah. So this is as a believer, this is our life, right? So in discipleship, uh, they have these four relational spheres. Um, so I met Jim a, a number of years ago, and for me, it's like, um, how do we how do we put this and take this into um, a tool and equip people to actually live some of this out? Uh, rather than conceptual. In other words, we could talk all day long of why we should reach our unbelieving or not yet believing friends and, and people at work and blah, blah, blah. But how do we actually do that? So I'm going to give you four fancy words. If you've been in another session of mine, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize these. But just let me quickly go through and review. The first one is mystery. The second one is heuristic. The third one is algorithm. And the fourth one is, uh, it's an I and it's a T, um, code. code. Thank you. Wow. Um, what in the world does that mean? Okay, uh, for those of you that see it the first time, mystery is the thing that leaders face all the time. How do we solve this thing? So we have a predicament. So I always say leaders move predicaments to solutions. That is what we, right now, if you're a leader in the church environment or ministry environment or a work environment, there are problems in your head right now that, like, how are we going to resolve that? It's just we, we face it every day. That is the question mark. This is the, this is the idea guy. There's no de- details here. I, I live in this world. I'm kind of wired to live in this world. Like, hey, I, I, I got an idea. I, it doesn't have any legs on it. I don't know what color it is, what size it is yet. But, man, I think I got an idea of how we might solve this. Algorithm uh, is somebody comes along and says, okay, I got your idea. Here's how we might frame this thing out. My wife is an algorithm person. So I'm like, hey, I got this idea. How much is it going to cost? How are we going to do it? How long is it going to take? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just thinking of the idea first. But you need those people to come in and talk about details. This is a very important part, and in my opinion, the part, the code that is often left out. So here's the example I give. Me and Gilbert, we decided to get healthy uh, because, man, our cholesterol is high, and, and, uh, and you know, doctors said you got to check it out. So we say, man, what, how in the world are we going to solve that? Uh, you want to go to the gym? Nah. You want to do 100 put? Nah. We're going to cut back on bacon? Nah. You know, we're... <laughs> Curious. So uh, we say, hey, you know, remember when we're driving home every day, we see that health food restaurant? Um, Maybe we could check it out. And maybe they've got something there we could stomach. So, you know, we go in, so we go, okay, that's, that's the idea. So then we go and we look through the menu and they got this salad and it's got kale and and stuff, I mean, it's a kale salad. So we order it, and we're like, you know what? That's not as bad as we thought. If they put bacon on it, it'd be better. But, you know, uh, and so it's not as bad as we thought. And so um, let's ask the server, hey, what's in this? 
oh, there's, you know, there's um, uh, kale and olive oil and lemon juice and roasted pepper and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, all right. We've seen that stuff in the grocery store. We've seen it on a commercial on TV. We don't own any of it, but we could buy it. Uh, now we go home and we look at each other and we're like, okay, we know the ingredients. We know the frame, but we can't make it. Why? Because we don't have recipe. the recipe. How, what's the measurement of, of olive oil? Do we just start pouring it in a bowl or how, many, you know, how much lemon juice, etc.? This is the take home. This is Steve Jobs saying, man, I got CDs laying all in the back seat of my car. Maybe we could put all our music in one device. And some you know, guy in the back room says, oh, I think I can figure that out. This is your iPod or whatever device. This is the thing you take home. This is the thing that we have to, have to, have to give to our disciples. So you see how important this is, right? Okay. So um, I've got an exercise for you, okay? So every row is a team, okay? Every row is a team. So meet your new team. Uh, (laughs) I will give you a common scenario, Okay, here's a super common scenario. You're discipling someone at a one-to-one level, and you're using whatever tools that you've, de- you've landed on. And uh, so you're learning and obeying and, and all that. But then there's this relational thing. And let's say this is the God quadrant, okay? And your disciple looks at you and says, Hey, i got to be honest with you. I am awful at prayer. I get in, I get with God, and all I can think about is the 12 things I got to do in the next hour. If we were honest, I got the same problem. I mean, it takes me a while to declutter and all that. Or I run out of stuff to do, or I, I just get in and I, man, I feel embarrassed because I have nothing more to say. So I want your team to come up with one way. I'm going to give you 120 seconds. What would you tell your disciple? Boy, I love looking at deer in headlights. <laughs> One of the tra- this train engineer, by the way, last night, <laughs> I said, hey, have you ever hit an animal? He said, I hit a herd of 12 deer one night. I'm like, I don't want to hear anything else. Let's talk about this after we eat, shall we? Because <laughs> All right, go time. What do you tell your disciple that can't pray? So just do a quick fire. Give us some ideas. What would you tell your disciple? Uh, journaling. Excellent. Uh, and, and also, Go journaling. you know, let's talk about those <laughs> yeah. things that are cluttering our minds. Yeah. yeah, good. All right. Yeah. Excellent. There's a great app, by the way, called Echo. Do you guys know Echo? Uh, man, it's a free app, and it's a great way to journal your prayer, and uh, and it's super simple. Echo is so, um, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, let me go right here. Well, we would say us two. Yeah. yeah. We struggle with that together. Oh, okay. Maybe we yeah. start off with a little rush of music. Uh-huh. Journal what is, what, what's in our mind. Talk about what's in our mind that mm. prevents us. Nice. For prayer. Excellent. Okay, good. Even just start out with simple by doing the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And let's start there. Excellent. Yeah. Love it. How about right here? Last one. 
We we don't have much different. Different, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Journaling, brain dumping the stuff that's cluttering your head, making sure we actually understand what prayer is and how to yeah. communicate yeah. to God. Yeah. Yes. Using the Bible. Using, using Psalms, the Bible. Good. Pray, yeah. Yeah. Praying with them. Excellent. So um, so let me just show you and the great, great thoughts. And I think the challenge for us is that I, I, I want to emphasize that if we're going to create a culture, we need everyday people. If we are going to use everyday people, most everyday people f- will feel inadequate. For whatever reason, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're going to feel inadequate when you look them in the eye and say, hey, how about you disciple Mark? Uh, it's just, it, it just, you know, uh, they're going to not feel like, sure, I'd be glad to do that, right? So the, the tools give confidence. So we're, so as mo- most of us probably are leading in some capacity or the other. And so for us to uh, think through these things, it's easier. The last thing, you, what we're trying to avoid is the, the, um, oh no, I don't know what to say feeling that's awful for any human being. When an everyday person is discipling an everyday person and that everyday disciple maker is asked these questions and they may be struggling with the same thing. So this is an attempt to say, hey, let's, let's categorize this and let's make some lists. So when you look into the, uh, when you look in the app, so you come along, you'll, this will be your home page and uh, you go to mix. There are the four relational, um, uh, circles. That are that are listed in discipleship, and so when you go to the God uh, uh, circle, you'll see four areas: prayer, Word of God, worship, and surrender. Um, we're not going to learn why we should pray because we already have done that in the other tools. Uh, what's the importance of prayer? The regularity of prayer? All, all those things. Rather, we just wanted a, a chocolate box that you can reach in and try this one and try this one and try this one. And so for prayer, for example, we've listed about 30 different ways to creatively approach prayer. And so, well, let me just kind of go through. Uh, someone mentioned the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, hey, pray something like this, right? And so, um, so use the Lord's Prayer as a guide. So we would say, let's, hey, let's do it together. Um, our Father. Don't forget that you're, uh, you're uh, God's child through Jesus Christ. So we would say, hey, let's pray that. God, thank you today that I'm your child. And nothing can, can uh, rob that relationship of us. And you love us uh, without end. And we just thank you that you're a father and a, and a really great father and a compassionate father and a loving father, right, who art in heaven. We're here. You're there. You're perfect. We're not. And, and so we just break that down. So we would use this as a guide. Um, so, uh, here's another one. Someone mentioned that. Write it out. Have them handwrite out prayers. Um, and the goal of all of these would be to say, of all of these 30, here's what we're trying to do. It's a big deal. We're trying to teach our child to ride a bike so that they can ride the bike three weeks ago, three weeks from now without us. That's what we're trying to do. That was discipleship. That's what Jesus was after. I can't stay around forever, so I'm getting you in in pattern. So of these 30 ways to pray, uh, just pick this one. Let's do this one this week, um, and let's try it together. And so we're going we're gonna to do that, and then uh, we'll come back, and did you like that one? Dude, I thought that was nutty. I'm not doing that one. Okay, well, let's do another one. 
And the idea of after a number of weeks, like there's three or four approaches that they've taken that now they're riding a bike on their own. That three or four for your disciple may be different than three or four you like. Um, I, I love writing. I love writing out stuff, and I find it more meaningful, and then I'm going to pray it back. For some people, like, oh, are you kidding me? I, that's going to be academic and not relational whatsoever. So I'll just give you a few more examples, some of the ones that are um, uh, out. So we have silent prayer. So learn to be in silence, and all our Bible verses are right in the app, by the way seven different versions of the of uh, translations. Um, we have posture prayer. Have you ever laid flat on the ground and prayed and just, uh, or kneel? Some people have never done that. And I find it, I find it, um, uh, it adds a dimension to what I'm doing. It reminds me of the holiness of God. Um, there are some out that are a, a little bit different. We have breath prayer uh, somewhere in here. There's prayer journaling, et cetera. Yeah, breath prayer. So we say um, that God has created in us a reminder, kind of like an iPhone reminder, a reminder. It's called the diaphragm. Uh, So we're breathing in, we're breathing out all day. We're breathing in, and we've given some scripture verse, like just as you're thinking about it, as you're breathing, and you become aware of breathing, take a scripture verse uh, and draw near to me as I draw near to you. I'm, bre- I'm saying it as I'm breathing in, I'm saying it as I'm breathing out. So it's a very practical way of, of learning how to pray throughout the day. And because we got this kind of built-in reminder, uh, there's Bible reading prayer. In the app, you can click on this, and here you wait for God, and he types in stuff. It's really neat. Uh, no, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the premium version. You've got to pay ten ninety nine for that version. <laughs> so if I say um, I love this version of praying, and then I hit save, then that becomes part of a note, and all my notes are accumulated right here. Wow. Yeah. And so wherever that uh, that lands, so you can you can find the note and uh, yeah, we're, you can personalize it. And then whenever you click onto that, like I love Psalm forty six, it will actually go right to the page that you were on. So yeah, let me go back. Two faces. Yeah. Too. Real quick again, explain the three different because mix is a supplement to the others and the exchange. You, you mentioned that the exchange is the flagship, but I don't know that. Real quick, just unpack. The yeah, sure, absolutely. Thanks. So Exchange has four books. Each book has six sessions. Each session, in our church, we don't prescribe this. You have to find your own rhythm. In our church, from the day one of our church plant 13 years ago, we did small groups one week and left what we call empty parking spaces for discipleship the following week. Because, again, our whole thought is how do we, how do we reach Soccer Mom Sally? Soccer mom Sally has three kids. She brings them home. She's got to do, you know, helicopter mom. She's, you know, homework after, uh, after and maybe she's a working mom, homework, uh, you know, family time, bedtime, bath time. She, we want her to be in church on Sunday morning. We want her to serve somewhere. We want her to be in a group. We want her to have friends that are not yet believers. We want, and the church is killing her. So we said, hey, we want to, 
if we're serious about wanting discipleship at this level in our in our church, let's help soccer mom Sally out. We're going to put groups one week and and uh, discipleship. If a person decides to discipleship the other week and it has worked beautifully for us for 13 years of course it's a church culture we have people that you know always want to do things differently we want our group to be every week i was uh, having a conversation before we just say that's not our culture we're we're going to hold the line because if that group does it and another group does it and church people quite honestly are just they're attracted and magnetized toward busyness and we're trying to say hey our first value in our church is simplicity we're going to keep things simple and we're going to allow for this to happen. I mean, if your group wants to have a you know cookout on Friday night, go for it. But we don't want to you know put it in our offerings. So at any rate, these these are four books. Um, this is the zero. They're I, they're numbered. The first book is zero. Um, so the second book is one. The third book is two. And the fourth book is three. It has frustrated many people to my great delight. Uh, <laughs> It makes them think, and the the, the uh, you'll see zero origin, second zero, zero exceptions, zero gravity, no fear, zero fear, zero way impossible. That's you know why we've been created. Zero origin is Adam. Second zero is a second birth. No exceptions. We all got ruined by sin. Zero gravity. The cross takes that from us. No zero fear is a resurrection, and no way is the Holy Spirit. It's impossible for us to do anything without the Spirit of God. So um, the next book is one. How do we make God one? One word. Christ is one way. He's greater than we are. How to have a one heart, single heart, one owner, first fruits. So all the titles kind of line up with the chapters. So this zero is um, uh, foundational beliefs. One is our relationship with God. Two is relationship with other people. Three is how to make a disciple into a disciple maker. So for us, we have an 80% success rate at the disciples becoming a disciple maker because it's intrinsically built into the tools. Yeah. So let me go back to, uh, and, and next, by the way, is just 12 super simple uh, steps for a brand new believer. And it kind of ramps into exchange. It takes about three or four months uh, to go through one-to-one. We do that every week on that one, by the way. So both of these tools, Next and Exchange, really are um, uh, are designed for uh, believers. So in Mix, again, one of the quadrants is how do we reach unbelievers? And so one of those quadrants is the world. So so I think you understand the, the thing about uh, are the God Mix. So we have uh, the same thing with uh, Word of God. Here's m- different ways to li- uh, to approach creatively. Uh, the Bible. I'm starting to read it. I don't understand. Hey, let's try one of these approaches. So it really is this relational mix that as you're going through something like exchange or, or whatever, you know, tool you may be using, this is a great resource. Not only, I use it a lot myself, to be honest with you, but it's a great resource just to tap into depending on where the person is. It's not sequential. It's not in, uh, intended to start from the beginning and go to the end. So your disciple says, hey, I got this guy at work, and man, I want to share my faith, but I am totally freaked out. Okay, well, let's talk about that. We'll we'll go into the world sphere, or the unbeliever sphere, or uh, I worship on Sunday, but should I be doing that during the week at all? Great, let's go in there. I'm trying to read the Bible. Uh, And so uh, surrender. So I'll show you. So all these are Word of God. 
Um, same thing for worship, another 25, 30 ways to, to worship. You know, go outside, take some audio, take note of what you're seeing, make note of all, all that you would worship God for. Surrender is structured a little bit different. Um, so, for example, let's say surrendering and suffering. Every chapter, every session has here's a content, here's a challenge, here's a surrender, and we've actually written out uh, a prayer for each of these. So there's there's a lot. There's a there, it's a lot of content. We have not put this in print because it is so much content, and we really kind of want to drive people to the app. And we felt because it's kind of organic, the conversation will say, "Hey, I'm struggling with." Prayer. Okay, great. You've got your phone with you rather than, hey, let me go home and get my book. You know, you're not carrying the book all around with you. Um, okay, so let's go just briefly to the, to the unbelievers. So, as I said before, none of these are sequential except this one. Because when we're working with someone and that we're trying to get our disciple or ourselves, how are we going to share with with someone uh, that does not have faith yet, how are we going to share there? Uh, it, there is a sequential thing. So we began to say, hey, why it matters, get your story ready. So there's, there's some things that you want to prep. So write out your story. Uh, look at um, uh, the influence. So we would say, um, uh, the Bible has a lot to say about influence, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we just begin generally talking about how is your being a disciple of Jesus impacting people at your secular job, your neighborhood, etc. So we begin just to ask these general questions. But then we make it practical. So we would say, let's talk about integration. In other words, integrating the gospel conversations in your relational circles. And so we say it's not something, you know, you have to go do door to door. So we like, okay, here's where you live. Most people, if you say, hey, who would you witness to this afternoon? Like, mm, I don't know. I don't really have anybody. So, hey, let's make a list in your neighborhood, grocery store, the salon worker, the tech, your dentist, your vet, your groomer, your restaurant. Just make a list of all those. I'm going to say you're going to witness to them this afternoon. So you hit workbook entry, you type it in here, and you, you got a list. Um, if you type it in, so let's just say I'm going to do, I see Mark in the gym. Um, I see um, Sally, and I'm going to see her in the dentist. Um, uh, Terry lives next door. She's my neighbor. And I'm, I'm just going to make a list. You hit that list, there's your list. And so if I want to you know, delete that list, by the way, I can. If I want to make a note on that list, I can. So I'm going to delete it for right now. And so make a list. And so once you make that list, okay, how about where you work? Who's your coworkers, your boss, your manager, delivery people, reps, blah, blah, blah. Okay, where you play, in the gym, fitness classes, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, we're going to have a master list, and that's going to be the people that we're going to start praying for together. Um, so each of these have sections. So as you can see, it's kind of good to get an order to this. You just don't want to go, you know, hit it and hope for the best. Um, and so each of these sections have that kind of, so now we're going to prepare. How are we going to uh, prepare? We talk about, let's define the gospel before you go out there. It's a big deal. Um, last year, I, I went up, uh, I flew up, I, I think um, Bobby Harrington, I appreciate him so, so much. And um, I'm not just saying that because I'm on a live mic. <laughs> um I appreciate so much what Renew.org is doing and holding to the, uh, the true gospel. 
especially when we're living on an edge of a progressive gospel these days, <laughs> and to, to offer the, inv- the invitation to the gospel that is real, that is genuine, that is not transactional, uh, here's, the, here's what you're getting out of the deal, and goes in depth. And so um, I think last year I flew up here to Nashville, spent a day with him, I had given him our tools. I said, I want you to go through all our tools if you have the time. And he took the time because we're getting ready to do something. And he, um, he said, uh, I said, anything transactional, I want you to point out. So he did. There were about 10 things, and we changed them all. It's a cool thing about having um, a collaboration and, and a cool thing about having an app because you can, and it's changed in three seconds. So at any rate, so that's the world. I'll just give you a couple of other ones. Um, uh, church, I won't go into, but it's, you know, us to find church. What's your assignment? We have tools in here for someone that would say, I'm not quite sure where to uh, serve. So we point them to different ways to determine what their gifts are, determine what their personality is. We match those together. So it would be great. Maybe try children's ministry. You love, you love sharing. You love teaching. And you love kids. Great. Let's do that. So you're just trying to help them navigate toward, toward that. Is that pretty generic? That's pretty Generic places to serve. Uh, yeah, but you're trying to customize it. This is another value of one-to-one discipleship. You're trying to customize where they, with their own personality, where their wiring, where their gifting is, and 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 be able to serve. Finally, I wanted to have something for the home um, because I have two teenager boys, um, fifteen and sixteen. Uh, one loves God; the other one's giving us a run for our money. And um, so um, it's discipleship begins in the home, and uh, it's convicting. You know, uh, it's just like if you're married, you'll understand you you thought you were so spiritual before you got married, <laughs> uh, and then you realize, man, I got a lot to work on. <laughs> And I think it's the same thing as having kids, and then when you have teenagers, you just know that you're a total idiot. And <laughs> so uh, when we look at the home, I just wanted to point out a couple things. We recognize that everybody's home is different. Uh, if you're single, you have a home. That's your home. And you, if you're divorced, if you're remarried, if you're uh, a widow, uh, you, have a, you, you have a home life. It's, so home life is not just the cookie-cutter idea of, you know, two dogs, two kids, you know, a woman and a man and, you know, two-car garage. So we wanted to say, hey, let's specify this. And so um, i just give you a couple of ideas here. Uh, so, for example, um, here are different things. So personal, uh, work-life balance, margin, uh, physical. Uh, so, man, I, man, I'm out of shape. Okay, let's do some things. So every single one of these has, are you unmarried? Are you married? Are you with children? When you click on this, I'm with kids. And so we, we talk about, you know, nutrition for kids and what that means. And we're a temple of the Holy Spirit and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, so when we come back to, let's say, relational and uh, we look at, uh, let's take uh, romance. We think, okay, I'm, I'm unmarried. I'm single, divorced, widowed, whatever that might be. Okay, let's talk about the importance of romance in your life and boundaries and how far to go and not far to go and all that. So maybe you're discipling someone who is, you know, in that scenario in their life. We talk about 
um, with you're married with children, and how does romance? Have you lost the romance because you've just been so consumed with raising kids? So, we've tried to take every single area of our life and say, hey, we don't want everyday disciple maker to be caught off guard. We want them to have the confidence to say, well, let's let's explore this together. And uh, or hey, I'll, let me look inside these tools, and I'll I'll maybe have a better direction for you next week. So, any rate, that's that's kind of the tool. Does that make sense? Uh, any questions you might have? I want to do a little exercise with you if you don't. But it is a church. It is investment our church made. So the question was just to repeat it. Uh, the app so far we're still in development, and um, it's about forty five hundred dollars a month. So when we planted our church and we said we want discipleship to be at the core of our culture, that we're a discipleship-first mindset, that also means budget. So we have not—so I was bivocational for the first six years of our church, as were all of our staff, because we were determined not to go into uh, debt. So we um, have—we're in an an industrial area. We were in a 10,000-foot-square warehouse, storefronts across the street— uh, boxing studio for offices, and the reason we do that is so that we can do this. So we have zero debt. We've never had any debt for 13 years, and it's not just to, uh, to um, you know, to do that just for an exercise. We did it for discipleship, and so we've had people that um, I had a guy in February said, "Hey, I just sold my business. Here's a seventy thousand dollar check to go towards discipleship." I put five toward that and 65 toward a new car. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but, we, but we also, open, you know, like when you go to, uh, what's the Bible app, uh, the Bible site? Yeah, and I'm talking about the one that's really cool and graphic, and it's like they're illustrated. Oh, Bible Project. Bible Project, yeah. So there's a place that people can donate. So we do have people do that. So uh, cue the offering plates now. Well, <laughs> Yes, I saw a hand, yes. This might be something that was covered previously, but the immediately small group one week, yes. discipleship next week, do you follow the same plan? Are you following through that schedule, or do you do something different in the one-on-one as opposed to the group gathering? Oh, definitely, yeah. So for us, I read Sticky Church, Larry Osborne, when we planned the church. So I really love that model. Uh, Gilbert uses probably different models. I know you do some of Jim uh, Putman's uh, approach, probably other approaches. We do a sermon-based um, uh, group. That's how we run it. However, we have people that, like my group, we, we're just reading uh, godly discipline, disciplines of a godly man in our group. So we mix that up. This is completely different. So we use the other tools for our one-to-one discipleship. That's what we use. Within those tools, however, there are times where we come into a place where we're really wrestling uh, with something, and we say, hey, let's set the tools aside. Let's read these books. So we, we, uh, we um, have book suggestions to read um, that we would say we dig down. So we supplement even our tools with things that, we're, that are pertinent to where we're at. Yes. So the question was, do we, is it gender uh, the same when we're doing one-to-one? Absolutely. Um, because we're, when we, um, we've talked about our, our tools are designed, I'll just give you a quick overview. Our tools are designed in such a way that uh, you have zero, one, two, and three. And so each of these are six weeks, or six sessions, sorry. 
if there's six sessions and you're doing it every other week, that's 12 weeks that's, that we're taking, right? And that's, that's supposing that you never hover, which we do. It's the benefit of one-to-one. We can stay as long as we need to. Uh, or nobody gets sick or goes on vacation. So this is super clean. It would take 48 weeks to, to go clean, and nobody ever does that. I mean, just because life happens and et cetera, et cetera. So if you look at these, this is 24 weeks um, before you get to this book. And so 24 weeks is about a half a year intentionally. Now we're talking about relationships. Now we're vulnerable. Our, we have labs for every session of these, live labs, that we, you know, we're uh, just, uh, um, we did a whole session on that, so you may listen, listen to the audio or just take a look at the tools. But they draw out things and they chisel the wall down. So by the time we get here, there's something that, that, uh, that really happens in an amazing way. So, um, and, and the tools are designed like this. Um, disciple, maker, disciple, maker, uh, disciple, maker, disciple, disciple, maker, disciple, but something happens in the second book. So let me tell you a story. So I, um, I took piano lessons for 25 years. Can you imagine that? One-to-one piano lessons for a quarter of a century. Um, I actually have my doctorate degree in, in piano. Uh, that doesn't make me any smarter. It just means I spent a lot of time alone in a practice room. <laughs> um, and so for 25 years, and I had some of... Uh, the best and amazing teachers at that level. It's a really high level. Uh, 25 years of piano teacher, Steve the student, looking over my shoulder. You're playing, you're rushing the last page. You're overpedaling there. You know that was an F sharp and not an F natural. Your left hand is way too loud, blah, blah, blah. 25 years. When it came time for my first professional concert and I didn't have that, I was lost. It was a phenomenon. It's like being in prison for 25 years and you come out, you don't quite know how to function. And so you have to re- rebrand your brain and rethink your brain and all that same thing for me. Because of that experience, I wanted to avoid that in discipleship because I have seen a lot of codependence happening at a one-to-one level. This is how we avoid it. So book zero Book one, Disciple Maker, Disciple Maker. When we get to book two, we've been together, and we're going to say, hey, we're equal now. Iron sharpening iron. We want you to flex the muscle. So we designed right at the beginning of that a personality profile test that we hired a company to do, and they and it's input. Uh, we give each other honest input, and uh, we'll show that in the, in the mobile app next session. But we each, we're, we're equipping them to be honest. We equip a lot to ask good questions. Uh, don't know if you know relational intelligence, Steve Saccone. Uh, we hired Steve to write with us, the mixed tool, by the way. Brilliant relational guy, but has a, a chapter called Story Collecting. So we ask, hey, how's your job? Good. End of conversation. Rather than, hey, what's the most challenging thing about your job? Like I, last night, I'm sitting at dinner because I'm just conditioned this way now. And I, I, I asked one of the guy that drives the train, I said, what's the most dangerous situation you've ever been in? He said, oh, man, we derail. We derail all the time. I'm like, really? I mean, we're talking about derailing. I'm like, <laughs> but I didn't ask him, how do you like your job? I didn't ask him that. What if we could equip everyday people to ask great questions? Sure. I find that people don't ask me great questions. 
How you doing? Uh, not so great. Oh, have a great day. We'll be praying for you. Like, okay, feel really cared for. See, so at any rate, so so we get here and it's iron sharpening iron. And then the book three is we come under them and get them ready to become a disciple maker. So I say it's like a baby bird, a mama bird, baby bird, and now, you know, flap your wings and boop, out of the, out of the, uh, out of the nest. And that's why we have 80% uh, rate, yes, yes. So do they know going in that that is a requirement that they will disciple someone? Absolutely, okay. based on 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. Yeah. We yeah. say, hey, we're, we're investing in your bank, okay. so you're going to invest in somebody else, yes. Would you ever do more than just one-on-one? Um, I don't. We do have churches that use, in fact, you'll hear a guy t- that's speaking uh, the, this afternoon, Ronnie Goines, um, Dynamic Church in Texas. I trained the, the tools there, and they do use it in a micro group. Is it, you know, uh, horrible? No, it's not horrible. But when you see the tools, again, some tools are written, and they say at the beginning, one size fits all. Here's a group. You can do it for a group, or you can do it for uh, one-to-one. And so for me, it's already, you know, if, if the galoshes fit, you know, size 6 to size four, 14, it's got to be one or the other. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to work that way. So generally, you'll see the customization that are built into the tools, and I think you lose a little bit. And I've just had too many table for, uh, table for two relationships. I know that if you had one other person there, man, we're not having this conversation like we just did, you know. Uh, in the back. Uh, while you're fixing that, let yeah. me add to that. So one of the things Stephen told me at the beginning, because I realized, okay, it's a one-on-one thing. And he said, but don't do more than one at a time. But I'm thinking, well, if this is an every other week thing, why can't I do one guy one week and another guy the other week? And at first it was it was good because in, in book zero, book one, it is a little more intellectual and you're getting mm-hmm. to know each other. But once you get then into book two, then there's a lot of relationship stuff that's happening even maybe outside because like, hey, let's go to the baseball game or let's mm-hmm. you know, do this. And then I realized, oh, dummy me, right? Yeah. So, so that'd be the other thing is only do one person at a, at a time. And I would say, for if I'm discipling three people, I'm robbing two other potential disciple makers. I'm trying to create a culture. I'm not just trying to be head hot dog and be a super disciple maker. The other thing is, I don't know about you, but I'm trying to be a decent husband and a decent dad, a decent brother. I have a brother, a decent son, a decent pastor, a decent colleague, a decent neighbor. And I'm not doing a decent job with all those. So when I throw in all these disciple makers, I'm probably going to be, well, indecent. <laughs> how do you start? Who do you choose? I mean, how do you start? If no one's going to come to you, they don't know about it. They're not right. going to come to you and ask. Yes. It's a, it's a chemistry. In fact, we do this whole thing with a, with a, a kitchen diagram. And so if you were, were going to do a, a restaurant, you'd start in the kitchen in the back room, make sure leaders are involved. you got some chefs, some executive chefs, et cetera. you got servers. you got this, that, and the other. And so we started small. We started with three disciple makers, and I nurtured them. And I said, hey, let's find people in your natural circles, and maybe you're in your small group or whatever that may be, and let's start with them, and let's just let's go for this. I'm telling you, it, we're, we're in 22 countries in Africa. We're in probably 15 countries in the Middle East and Asia, all around the world, in six continents. And I just say, hey, Americans sometimes overcomplicate things. So the tools are plug and play. There's a disciple maker coach for every session that stands beside the, that's designed that way. So we say if it's not plug and play, we've really failed. 
So I would just download them, check them out. We're very open for questions. Info at smallcircle.com. Just shoot us questions. We'd love to help in any way we can. Yeah, we're out of time. See you guys. Thank you. That message was from the organization called Small Circle. And this is the Disciple Makers Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening today. Thank you.